This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. Well, first, thank you to our Patreon sponsors. We appreciate you guys. You're so encouraging to us and you help with the cost of this podcast and it does cost. So we're thankful for you. We have openings for our Patreon sponsor of the month, which gives you the ability to advertise your books or services or website or whatever. You get a banner and a link on the website and in the show notes and you get an announcement here on the show. So we hope you'll consider it. It's patreon.com slash right from the deep. And special thanks to Mike at Podcast PS for his fabulous sound editing. He's the genius talent who fixes all our mistakes, which are many, and makes us sound better than we do. If you're looking for sound editing, we highly recommend him. We do. And guess what? He's a musician, too. A talented guy. He does jingles, too. And uh, he has his work cut out for him on this podcast because we're recording Karen in her car on her cell phone. So if he makes this sound good, he truly is a genius. <laughs> and <laughs> I am going to be um, at the Florida Christian Writers Conference, Lake Yale Conference Center in Leesburg, Florida. And that's October 19th through 23rd. That's coming up, you guys. Find out more information at word-weavers.com slash Florida events. So it's my turn to share the wonder, which we alternate every week. So here's my wonder. I have zero connectivity in my new house in Washington state. They have to run a cable from across the street in order to get us connected to Wi-Fi and to streaming and all that stuff. And they have to get a permit from the city. We've been waiting now two and a half weeks and still no cable. So it's been spotty reception. The wonder to me is that we can survive without being connected to the Internet. (laughs) I forget how much time we spend on the Internet, how much time we focus on getting connected, being on Facebook, doing things on Twitter, all of that. It's been kind of nice not to be involved in all of that in a way. It's been nice to just focus on the immediate, on conversations with Don instead of both of us sitting there with our phones and being online and discussing what we read online. It's nice just to talk. Mm. So I encourage you every once in a while, although I hope you don't have to disconnect like we've had to, but I encourage you once in a while to step back from being so connected and so available, even if you take a day out of the week when you are un- unconnected, when you walk away from the whole internet, social media, all of it, and remind yourself what's really important, and that's the people who are around you. Mm, amen. And now, here's, here's the, the show. show. Welcome, listeners. We are glad that you're here with us in the deep. Now, I don't think anyone would argue with the fact that we live in a fallen world, right? It's filled with chaos, anxiety, stress, uncertainty, busyness, just overall way too much running around. It can keep us up nights. It can give us ulcers or just plain suck the joy out of life. What I think we could all use right now is a big hearty dose of peace. 
Amen. So what is peace? You would think we would know it, but how does Merriam-Webster describe it? He says it's a state of tranquility or quiet. It's freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. It's harmony in personal relations. Harmony in personal relations. I love that. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for the idea of peace is shalom. And what did they mean by that? Well, here's a quote from an article answering that very question. What is shalom? The ancient Hebrew concept of peace rooted in the word shalom means wholeness, completeness, soundness, health, safety, and prosperity. The word carries with it the implication of permanence. Boy, does that sound good, guys? Completeness, (laughs) soundness, wholeness. (laughs) I'll take shalom any day. Exactly. And there was another article on Christianity.com, and we'll link to these in the show notes. And that article adds this, it is completeness, soundness, well-being, complete reconciliation. One of the names of God is Yahweh Shalom, or the Lord our peace. And that's in Judges 6.24. And also, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, and that's in Isaiah 9.6. So that quote and those verses, they tell us something very very important. Who originated peace? It's God. It's Yahweh Shalom. (laughs) It's Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And that makes sense, obviously, because Christ, God, is the creator of all things. So, of course, he can create peace. So, why do we need peace? Well, first and foremost, because our relationship with God has been broken by sin. We need peace with God reconciliation, harmony in that relationship, most important of all. God provided this peace in Jesus through his sacrifice on the cross. Colossians 1, 19, 20 tells us, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, Love it. And why else do we need peace? Well, if we go back to one of the Webster's definitions, peace is a state of calm, of feeling good. Who doesn't want that? We all want to feel good. Listen to Psalm 37.11. It says, But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. So peace is delightful. Right. And then there's another reason we need peace, because it glorifies God when we exhibit peace. It's listed in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, as one of the fruits of the Spirit. And these fruits are great for us. They benefit us, but they also show that we belong to God, because ultimately, they only come from Him. Right. So, how can we get this peace? (laughs) Again, that starts by knowing where or who peace comes from. Jesus. Listen to John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And going back to that article on Christianity.com, this is a quote. It says, true shalom is only reached through God. So we need to know where and who peace comes from in order to get it. Amen. 
And then when we have that solid understanding of the origin and the source of peace, we seek it and pursue it. Psalm 3414 tells us, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And then 2 Timothy 2.22 says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Yeah, and we should be praying for it, too, because, again, it's God who gives it to us. And here's a familiar prayer from Numbers 6.25 and 26. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And Psalm 2911 says, May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. So you guys, I encourage you, pray for peace. Another important thing we need to do is to avoid wickedness. Isaiah 48.22 says, There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Folks, that's a terrible place to live. You do not want to be there. Avoid wickedness. And then Zechariah 8.16-17 tells us, These are the things that you shall do. Not you should do, not you can do. These are the things, this is a directive. These are the things that you shall do. Speak the truth to one another. Render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another, and love no false oath. For all these things I hate, declares the Lord. Hmm. So, now we know where peace comes from, we know how to get it, but just because we gain peace or some peace, it doesn't mean that we don't have to do anything else. We need to nurture the gift of peace that God gives us. We don't want to just like let it wither and die. So, we'll talk about some ways to nurture peace. And the first way to nurture peace is to know God better and better. Second Peter 1, 2 says, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. We can also nurture peace by loving God's law. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. Nothing can make us stumble if we know God's law. I love that. And we should love peace, too. Here's Zechariah 8, 19. Therefore, love truth and peace. So a way to nurture it is to love peace. Walking in wisdom also helps us nurture peace in our lives. Proverbs three seventeen, speaking about wisdom, tells us her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Wisdom is pretty dang cool if you think about it. (laughs) Indeed. And we can also nurture peace by planning to live to the best of our ability at peace with people, especially these days, you guys. So many things in our society spark anger and dissension. We need to think ahead about how we can approach life peacefully. Proverbs 12.20 says, Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. And in Romans 12.18, the Apostle Paul urges, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I find that's a particular challenge because, as I've confessed to you guys before, Um, I am at the heart an angry person. I respond to assaults or people doing nasty things to me with anger. And so I have to constantly surrender that to God. 
and ask him to show me the way of peace. Because you know darn well, as Scripture tells us, an angry word will just magnify things and keep it going. I had a situation a couple of weeks ago when I was driving um, just before we moved, and some man decided that I was driving too slow, and he came around me and cut me off in traffic. Just about took the front of my um, the front of my van off. Oof. So of course I responded in peace, not. <laughs> and just got right up on his bumper and and just followed him all the way through. And he slowed down to about three miles an hour to teach me a lesson. And when, when we came to a stoplight, he actually put his car in park, got out of his vehicle, and came around to my driver's door. And it hit me right then how ridiculous this whole interaction was. And I burst out laughing, which tended to make him a little uneasy, I think. So he went back and got in his vehicle and went on his merry way. But I drove the rest of the way home. And I was like, Lord, you are so funny. You just showed me a mirror of how stupid that whole interaction was. It didn't matter if this guy cut me off. I need to live and walk in peace and say to myself, okay, if he's going to do something that dangerous in traffic, clearly he needs me to pray for him. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one of the biggest ways to nurture peace in our lives is to keep our focus on God and trust. I should have focused on God, not the other driver. You know, we said earlier that we can nurture peace by knowing God better and better. And the benefit of knowing him is that we learn he's trustworthy. When we focus on trusting God rather than on our worries or problems or circumstances, whatever happens during the day, peace is the result. Isaiah 26.3 tells us, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I want you guys to hear that again. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Keep your mind focused on him. Trust in him. Don't let the world pull a rug out from under your peace because God is in control. We can trust that and we can trust him. And listen to what Mark says in chapter 4, verse 39. And Jesus awoke and rebuked the wind and the sea. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. He's in control of not just the weather, but all the stormy circumstances in our lives. Indeed. And finally, guys, we can't nurture peace or truly even have peace if we turn away from him. Psalm 85, 8 says, Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. And even scarier to me is a warning that I saw in Jeremiah 16, verses 5 and 9. Israel basically had rejected God and he took away their peace. Here's what it says, and this is harsh. For thus says the Lord, do not enter the house of mourning or go to lament or grieve for them, for I have taken away my peace from this people. My steadfast love and mercy declares the Lord. That's scary. And we've talked about what peace is. We've talked about how we get it and how we can nurture it. But even with all that, we know daily peace can still be a battle because there are just so many peace stealers out there in our daily lives. Things like being overbooked when you're flying or regretting the past or worrying about the future, a lack of gratitude, worries about finances, and on and on the list goes. 
Yeah. And then there's that marriage thing where, (laughs) you know, you women are married to men and you men are married to women and nobody makes any sense but my gender. (laughs) So all of that has a tendency to steal our peace. And we need to encourage you to think about what your personal peace stealers are. You know, we all have them, but we can fight them. We can combat them with God's word and God's promises. Yes. And we have already read a lot of scripture about peace, but guess what? There's more. There is so much more (laughs) the Bible has to say about peace. And we want to just take some time now and let you listen, let you absorb what God's Word has to say, and let it wash over you. And I want to remind you, um, you don't have to like remember every verse right this minute. Go to our website at rightfromthedeep.com or look in your podcast app for the show notes. We have every scripture listed, so you can go back to them again and again. We put the same list in our newsletter as well. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, do that at our website. And um, if you did sign up for and you're not getting the newsletter, check your spam folder. But we want you to have the list of these scriptures so you can go back to them, memorize them, think of them. And so here we go with some scriptures for you to soak in. John 16, 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Psalm 4, 8. In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. 1 Corinthians fourteen thirteen. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Isaiah thirty two eighteen. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. Romans sixteen twenty. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Second Peter three fourteen. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Colossians three fifteen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Isaiah 55, 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Philippians 4, 6-9 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. When you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice all these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Romans 8, 6. 
To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Romans fifteen thirteen, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Isaiah fifty four ten. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. 2 Thessalonians 3, 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at rightfromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Mm-hmm.